I'm your host, David Frost. This is my strategic forecast where you get common sense market analysis. Hey folks, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. This is a weekend update for the week ending December 14th, leading into Monday, December 17th. Markets have been wild and woolly. Let's get into exactly what I'm seeing, what my expectations are. First, we got to roll back the tape a little bit and discuss some of the things that we've been discussing. So there really are no surprises out here. I want to recap exactly what happened, and then we're going to get right to the heart of the matter and discuss where we're going. Before we get into everything, let me first take a pause. Thank everybody for participating, making comments and posts underneath the videos each and every night. I love the interaction. Please keep up the great work. In addition, please hit the thumbs up button on the video and share the video with anybody that you think can benefit from this information. Okay, let's get into what happened over the last several days. The market was winding up. We discussed several times the fact that the market was setting up for a larger move. I think everybody understood the probabilities were in the downward direction. We don't have to rehash the entire past. Let's just discuss about where we are right now. The market's been rather violent, but there are opportunities out here, and there may be another huge opportunity going forward. So let's unpack everything I've got, and what we're going to do from this point At least in this video, we're going to focus on the big picture. We're going to focus on the S&P, and the reason is because the IWM, the triple Qs, the Dow, individual stocks, everything is going to move in unison from this point. When the market makes a big dip or a big turn or a big rally, everything is likely going to go in the same direction pretty much all at once. Not necessarily to the same magnitude, but everything's going to move together. You're not going to have the S&P down 2% and the Q's up 2% in the same day right now. That's just unlikely. It's not going to happen. So right here, it's all the same market type of scenario. Everything's going to act in unison. A few days ago, I said the market's setting up for a minimum of a 100-point move in one direction or another. So we know now, at least The start of it is in the downward direction. So just from last Wednesday, which was the 12th of December, we've already moved 100 points from the high last Wednesday to the low on Friday. It's already in excess of 100 points. Or maybe it's just short of it, about 90 points. Any way you look at it, we've got the move on our hands. So now what do we have in front of us? The first thing we look at, the first thing we see, the first thing that jumps off the chart is this big tail low. Let me move the chart over. This big tail low that happened on the 10th of December. That low comes in at 258.62. Obviously, any daily close below that is big trouble. Even hourly closes below that, lower prices would be likely. Let's kind of go back into the bigger picture for a second and look in terms of where we are. I think this is going to play in to a lot that happens over the next several days. We're at the end of the year. It's the Christmas season. Everybody was looking for a Christmas rally, but everybody's under the impression that a Christmas rally means a December rally, and that's misinformed. That's not necessarily correct. If you go back in history and you look at 
when the Christmas rallies do really occur, they happen very, very close to Christmas. Now, I'm not necessarily hanging my hat on that and building a case for a rally beginning Monday right through Christmas. That's not what we're saying. I'm just saying that the month of December and Christmas rally are not synonymous as many would like you to believe. Either way, we seem to have the Grinch that stole Christmas for the market right now, but let's go further, unpack a little bit more, and see what's on the table. I know this is going to sound a little strange to many of you. I'm going to get a lot of dislikes or thumbs down buttons when I say this, but we're looking for another low. I know the bears out there that want the market to collapse. I get the whole scenario. Nothing is lost on me. I got the big picture. I have the small picture. I have the medium picture. I know both sides of the coin. But just keep this in mind before you make any judgments whatsoever. We were looking for a low. We got a very short-term low. But some of the stocks that we had discussed while the market was coming down had tremendous rallies right here in that time frame big money was made in a day and a half then the market pulled a rope a dope it made a lower low but we were looking for a low again and herein lies a huge rally a ton of money was made in just about a week week and a half's time and then the market filled a gap we talked about it at the time a natural area where we're going to see overhead resistance This is where the common sense market analysis comes in. Not to say we had to have the type of decline that we had, but this is still, under all market conditions, a natural area of overhead resistance. A market is unlikely to just run right through or waltz right through that price area. Market comes down again, makes a huge tail candle, makes a slightly lower low, We have this trend line. We've talked about that a number of times. Let's leave that alone for the time being. Let's talk about the bigger picture. We have a tail candle. Looked like the market was making a low. And here we are again. We don't need a lot of the stuff in between. It's where we are and where we're going that's important. Let's say we wake up Monday morning and the market is up. The market is up a little bit, the market is flat, the market is up big. Either way, that's one animal, doesn't tell us a whole lot right out of the gate. We would really have to see the market unfold on Monday and see if really this tail candle is going to hold and all this was was a retracement. That is a possibility Keep that in the forefront of your mind. It's possibility number one. Not because it's the best possibility, it's just the first possibility. It's possibility A, if you will. Possibility B is we go down. Now let's just say, for argument's sake, that's the more likely scenario. The question that everybody has is, are we going down a whole lot more for a whole lot longer period of time, or... Is this going to be another couple of day washout? We're going to make another low and then we're finally going to have an end of the year rally and we'll discuss what happens in January and beyond at that time. Is that a possibility? That is a possibility, but here are the two scenarios. We're in that type of situation where we're in the rubber band scenario. The rubber band is stretched, it's stretched, it's stretched. It's either going to break or snap back. Not necessarily from where we are. We can certainly go lower, but it's got the ability to break, meaning we're in a position where, yes, the market can have a crash. 
How you define a crash is up to the individual. It's up to the analyst. A crash could be another 100 points in the S&P. A crash could be another 250 points in the S&P. Anything goes. There's no definition of a crash. I'm just saying something that scares the bejesus out of everybody. We'll get to that when we go to the longer-term chart, and I'm going to put some numbers to this stuff. But not only that, I'm going to start to explain why. I'm going to start to explain the why behind the numbers. Before we do that, let's go in the other direction and just take a gander over at the hourly chart for a moment. Remember the head and shoulders pattern that we discussed, and either it's going to work out and the energy will be released to the upside, or they fail and the opposite happens and the same energy gets released to the downside. So this head and shoulders failed. On Friday, we opened up right on the line, and you can see the following hour closed below, and the rest is history. It was a trend day down for the most part all day. Another thing that we discussed was the fact that when things like this begin to get discussed on a widespread basis, and whether this one was or wasn't, I really don't know, because I don't watch a lot of CNBC, so I'm not sure if this was discussed a lot or not, but I certainly got enough emails that tells me it was likely being discussed all over the place. So it failed, it's over, on to the next item. What is the next item? Well, we're back on the daily chart, and I want to remind everybody about the importance of 263.12. And by the way, we can begin to clean some of this stuff up because we no longer need it. We know that certain numbers worked. We see them on various time frames. We see the market respect and get rejected and supported by certain numbers over and over again. In fact, before I even go over this, let me go and show you the 10-minute chart. And you can see here on Friday, the market opened below the 263.12. That's what I was going to mention a moment ago. But then you can see it tried to rally, tried to catch a rally, and got rejected. Where? Right at the 264 level. In fact, the high was 264.03, and that was it for the day. We've been watching that number for quite some time. So we'll take it off the chart. It's no longer of importance as far as I'm concerned right now. Everything changes on the way back up or if we go lower. So the 264 no longer is important. It may become important once again, but for now we can take it off the board. But 263, remember where this comes from. This was the low of the breakup candle, 263 12. The number was respected a number of times. Six times the number was defended. And we talked about it the other day. What was going to happen the seventh time? And we also talk about this quite a bit. In order for the market to get through an important level, and through an important support level, or through an important resistance level, sometimes, because it can't do it during the day, sometimes it just gaps above or gaps below that particular price. And in this case, we gap below 263.12. The market gave it the college try, trying to rally up to 264, but was rejected and sent packing in the other direction. All right, now here's where the rubber meets the road. Why am I looking for another low? Well, as it turns out, it's one of those things where you start to do the work and the same thing keeps coming up over and over and over again and you have various different ways to run the same type of analysis. It's kind of like double-checking our work. You try the problem using formula number one and you come out with answer Z. You say, okay... Let me try running the same problem with formula number two, and you come out with answer Z. 
All right, that's interesting. Now you try it again, and you run it with formula number three, and you come out with, you guessed it, Z. Let me explain what I'm thinking. I'm fully aware that the market can go down a whole lot more from here. It's definitely in a dangerous position right now. However, we've been in dangerous positions before, and the market catches it, fixes the damage, makes a bottom, and gives everybody a pass. We've read this book before many times. So before I give some numbers, and before we go to the weekly chart, and before I discuss the philosophy and the theory and the numbers and where it all comes from, it's not just a price, it's price and time. How many times have you heard me discuss the fact that time is more important than price? A lot. Why do you think that is? Because it's true. And the point here, and the reason why I want to reemphasize that, because this analysis focused more on time than price, but they ended up matching anyway, and I ended up losing a whole lot of sleep over the last few days. And the reason for that is, I've been here before, and when I start to lose sleep, and I start to go over the same thing over and over and over again, many, many different ways, and I keep coming up with the same answer, and you've all been there before with different type of situations, you tend to lose sleep. It's almost like a sixth sense. There's something there, you just can't explain it, you can't show it to anybody, you can't touch it, and here's the thing, you can't stop thinking about it. Now, here's the weekly chart. Now, we've been here before. I've made a slight adjustment to one or two of these numbers, but it very slight, and it doesn't really matter in the big picture. We're talking about pennies. Let's start with the 257.86. Now, keep in mind, again, we're within pennies, 50 cents, a dollar, 75 cents. On either side of this stuff, these are the numbers that actually came out when I actually did my own work, the math, this is the final answer, knowing that the market is unlikely to hit the final answer and take off from there to the penny. I get all that, but I'm giving you the numbers as they came out of my calculator. Now, some of this stuff is esoteric. You're not going to see, hear, or read, or even see other type of market analysts talk about things like this because they're non-mainstream. But that's what I like about it. Non-mainstream has what I've been able to hang my hat on for many, many years, so I continue looking for things that other people aren't seeing. Now, what I will tell you is, there are a couple of reasons why around 257, 258 comes into play. But when I found this, it further supported the case that we have to be on to something that that number is important. Doesn't mean the market has to stop on that number. Doesn't mean the market has to close above on a day that number, below on a day that number. It doesn't mean anything. I'm pointing something out that I found. I think it's important. I've seen this type of thing before, which is the reason I'm bringing it to your attention, because it comes in many different forms. So let me explain. You're going to have to go with me on this. Open up your mind just a little bit. Remember, everything we talk about here comes through common sense life stuff. So let's talk about Things that we know are important. We know a perfect circle is important. Remember, go with me on this. And if you don't think it's important, just take my word for it for now. A circle is important. 360 degrees, for example, is important. The components, a diameter, radius, pi, all those things are important to our lives. How things are built, how things are constructed, how things look. 
The other thing that's important are other angles, like a triangle. Without these things, the building you're in now wouldn't exist. The desk you have wouldn't exist. Nothing would exist without this information from circles, from angles. Let's just, for the purposes of this conversation, take that for what it's worth. Now here's where it gets fun. You're going to have to memorize all this stuff in order to understand where price is coming from. No, no, no. You know me. We're going to keep things simple. This is a triangle. This is a circle. That's all you need to know. The rest of this stuff, you just follow along. Now watch this. Remember the high from September 21, 2018, about three months ago. 293.94. What's 360 S&P points or 36 SPY points down from there? Not to the penny, but it's pretty close to 257.86. It's like eight cents away. So my number comes from one method, and then all of a sudden I notice we're 36 SPY points or about 360 S&P points away from the same price area from the absolute high of the market three months ago. I don't believe in accidents nor coincidences. To me, that's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. Somewhere along the line, we're in a zone. That's item number one. Now, here's another one. Remember I just mentioned the high was about three months ago, September 21st, 2018. So we're just a few days away from exactly three months ago or 90 days. What's the importance of 90? Well, when you start looking at a triangle, you have 180 degree angles. Half of 180 is 90. Three months is a natural break in time you'll find out that there have been a lot of corrections over time that have lasted around three months. We talked about this last week. We talked about it in terms of weeks. Is it 14 weeks? Is it 11? Is it 12? Is it 13? Is it 10? It comes out to around three months. You see how the evidence continues to build. I understand the sentiment. I understand the media. You have to put that aside and just Focus for a second on the things that I'm discussing, and then maybe you'll realize why I don't listen to the media and all that other stuff. 90 just happens to be an important number, 90 degree angle. I like three months, I like 90. We're going to put it as a puzzle piece, it's on the table. What else we got? Well, let's look down one notch. You have another line at 253.34. Again, that's my number. We'll just go with around 253, 254 in that neighborhood happens to be an important low. Now, that's not the reason, and I've discussed this before, that's not the reason why my number's there, but it certainly has warrant. It certainly has to raise an eyebrow when I make a calculation, comes out with a number that comes around the same level as a former pivot low, which was a very important pivot low. So that's a puzzle piece in and of itself. But what else we got? Well, this was February 9th, the week ending February 9, 2018. We've been talking about the February lows. The media has been talking about the February lows. Are we going to get to the February lows? Whether we do or we don't at this stage really doesn't matter. What we're looking for is where can we make money? That's the objective. So I'm focused for the last several days on where is this turn going to be? There's going to be a turn. The money is made when the market makes a big turn right out of the chute. We've already proven that. We've already talked about that a number of times. A ton of money is made really, really quick. 
When you fast forward from the week ending February 9, we're right in that zone where it's about nine months. Nine months is important. Why is it important? Well, how long does a baby take? Nine months. But it's important for a lot of other reasons. It's an important pivot low. Nine months is also 270 days. When you think back to geometry, remember the circle and the square, does 270 come into play ever? Wow, you start to see where an important price might start to line up with an important time frame. Now, we're not narrowing this down to a day, but I'm saying between last week and this coming week, you start to see that we start to get in a zone where I'm looking for a low. And then the last line, the 246.31, and again, this one is within a dollar, dollar and a half. The farther away we get, the more leeway I need in terms of rope, in terms of a miss to the actual number. However, let's just say it's within a dollar, dollar and a half. But that one also coincides with something very interesting that I teach in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. It's how I teach how to calculate market symmetry those traders that have taken the course, give it a shot. Let me know what you come up with. It won't be the identical number to 246.31, but you'll be pretty close, and you'll know that you have it when you're within around a dollar, a dollar and a half or so. And then there's another number in between that we want to also note, which is right around 250. We'll call it the big fat round number of 250. That happens to be important, not because only it's a big fat round number of 250, but because it's also something else that's right out of the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader, and it's a very, very important number. So you can see there's a lot of reason why the markets should find support in and around this general zone. Exactly where is it going to go and when? I don't know the exact number, but my bet is going to be right around that 253 area. I think that's the zone. I like 253, 254 on the downside. Maybe we get there, maybe we don't. We'll see what happens this coming week. But in terms of time, I think if the market's going to go down, you have to give it Monday, maybe even Tuesday as we get into the latter part of the week, Wednesday and beyond. I'm not looking for downside. I'm looking for a low. How do we do that? It's the way that's described and taught in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. That's what I'll be doing this week. I'll be looking for a low, and I'll be also looking to get into some of the stocks where the charts I like are on sale. And with that, I'm out of gas. I'm going to give it a wrap here. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. My Strategic Forecast is hosted by David Frost. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app. And please visit MyStrategicForecast.com for more information. My Strategic Forecast is Common Sense Market Analysis.